Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. I'm with Mr. Decker. Good afternoon, Mr. Harris. I bet you all knew that. Hey, how yeah, are you? Yeah, I, we've never done a show without the both of us. That's right. Yeah, not yet, but you know. Maybe Someday, in the future. We, like usual, we have Winston here. One of these we days, do. I'm bringing Herman. <laughs> God help us. No, Herman's a good he's dog. He's a great dog. He will lay down and stay. But I, I hope we can get him to bark because he's got a pretty epic bark. Yeah, he does. It, it, it would definitely be great. Man, I'm loving this weather. You know, I love the I love fall in Texas. It's like, you know, we get it's a treat after the burning hot summer. Yeah. Uh, so we're in the we're in the thick of it. Hope but we still turn on the air conditioner it. in the office. We just today. turned it on. Yeah. So but we, we're both kind of running around like a, you know, like our the chicken with our heads cut off a little bit. Uh, I am really, really excited about this uh, episode. It's 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 on robots. It's it's yeah, it's very robotic. No, it. It is not really, we're not going to be talking about the penal code or the code of criminal procedure, which is great. It's amazing. I love it. We're not even going to mention a DWI, I don't think. Well, we might. That, we probably one, will. Just yeah. That, yeah. yeah. So why don't you go ahead and, and lead us into it? All right. So uh, today on the show, we have Rocky Ramirez. Um, and uh, he is, I found him through uh, the future indigent, future indigent defense lawyers group. Uh, in there which I'm a mentor, um, and if some of our other guests are mentors and, right. and mentees, um, and he he spoke to that group on automation, and I couldn't be there. I couldn't be in that. In that Wait, meeting. I thought it was going to be about robots. Well, I, when I told my uh, my legal assistant what we were doing, she actually said, "Am I being replaced by a robot?" And, and I said, <laughs> "Not yet." <laughs> um, so not quite robotic, but we are talking about automation. Automation. Really- so so Rocky, introduce yourself. Tell everybody hello. Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me. Hey, so, um, yeah, so I, I'm a fairly new attorney. I, I'm with, you know, quote unquote, a baby attorney, um, although I've got plenty of gray hair. Um, but uh, I, I, I guess it's just my, uh, my interest in automation that, that kind of led me to start talking more about this to other people. And it really kind of resonated. And so um, it's kind of, you know, been asked to talk on this in a lot of places now and and that's kind of where we're at now you know i love that um most people i think when they think of attorneys they don't really think of like humble or humility but we've had more guests on this show say like you know i'm nobody special i've done you know tobias's interview you know um jeff shearer's interview it's like guys you're the you are you've been asked rocky you've been asked to present at a cle that is a lot more experienced than many many other attorneys that are like you know been licensed for a decade like i have so um you know congrats man i uh how long have you been licensed you said you're a baby attorney yeah so i've been licensed since 2019 okay i actually graduated law school a lot longer uh, pretty long ago i i uh, kind of took a a different route to becoming an attorney um i did I started off doing corporate law and uh, I went to law school in California and hated it and hated the law and thought that all lawyers were there for was to move money from one person to another and didn't really do anything that, that benefits society. And so I kind of, I, I just said, well, screw this. And I, I went off and did other things. I worked in the music industry for several years out in California and in Los Angeles. And um, wasn't until I um, moved back to Texas and was you know, pretty destitute and poor and, and decided, I was like, you know what, I should use that law degree and started working for an attorney as an assistant. And uh, that attorney happened to be a criminal defense attorney. And then I was like, whoa, wait a second. 
this is something I can really get behind and, and believe in. And, and uh, that, that kind of changed everything. So, so now I'm an attorney. Cool. And if, and if I remember correctly, you're out in Lubbock or in the Lubbock area? Yes, I'm in Lubbock. All right. All right. Welcome. It's a big change from California to Lubbock? Yeah, it's a welcome change. Nice. <laughs> I, uh, definitely more my speed. Uh, you know, parking but is uh, a lot easier. Not something I have to worry a lot about here. Well, and, and, you know, for a younger criminal defense lawyer, they have a great bar, they uh, do. criminal defense bar they in do. Lubbock. It's incredible. So, you're in the you're in the right place for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So so let, let's uh, again when I when I happened to mention to my assistant what we were talking about today on the show, she immediately asked, "Am I being replaced by a robot?" and kind of mm-hmm. laughed. So let's start with what is automation? What she are we laughed, actually? But there was like fear behind that. Yeah, there was. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, honestly, there should be because <laughs> uh, we're not. You know, automation is. As at least as it pertains to what we're doing as attorneys, specifically criminal defense attorneys, it is taking administrative tasks that spend a lot, that we spend a lot of time on, a huge percentage of our time. And as an indigent defender, um, probably a lot more than most. You know, I don't have a law firm. Uh, you know, I don't have groups of people working for me that you know do my administrative work. I have to do it myself, or at least I did. Um, and the idea here is that we want to use technology that's out there, um, and technology that, that is, uh, growing very quickly, uh, and, and leverage that so that we can focus our time rather than doing administrative tasks, doing the things that matter, the creative work, thinking about the case, uh, thinking creatively about the case, doing, doing the lawyer thing, the thing that computers cannot do. So um, I guess the, the best way to describe automation without getting too technical, and I want to emphasize, I'm not a, I don't have a computer science background. Um, I, I learned this um, because I wanted to know how to make my practice better. And in doing so, um, I kind of became a little bit of a tech nerd. And uh, sometimes the things I say go over people's heads because I don't realize I'm speaking in computer you know, <laughs> jargon. But um, basically what we're trying to do here is it's in the realm of robotic process automation. So there's your, there's your robot, right? But um, we're taking repetitive tasks and using um, software, you know, web apps or, um, and I'll get more into the details of what we'll be using, but, you know, using the software to automate those repetitive tasks. So things like uh, when we receive an email, um, you know, typically we would take that email. So as an indigent defender, I get an email pointing me to a case and I'll take that email and I'll, what most people do is take that information from that email and put it into our systems, uh, either type it into a spreadsheet or type it into a case management software solution uh, like my case or Clio or uh, for, for PD's offices, maybe defender data or, something along those lines, Odyssey. Um, and that process, just, just of taking that information and typing into our system uh, can take, if we're on task, you know, 10 minutes out of, our, out of our day, which doesn't seem like a lot, but when you consider that there are uh, PD's offices out there with, you know, upwards of 900 clients per attorney, uh, that ends up being a lot of time. Um, I, I think, 
I calculated, you know, just that process of intake taking uh, for a caseload of about 250 cases a year, two days, and that's 24 hours a day. So really about four working days uh, out of our, out of our year. And uh, to automate that, to make it, um, to create a process that extracts that data and puts it into the system for, for us so that we don't have to do it, uh, saves us a lot of time. And, and for certain you know, PD's offices it can save a significant amount of time, just that one automation. So, um, but that's what we're talking about, those kinds of automated uh, tasks, the repetitive, rudimentary ta administrative tasks. Okay, yeah, because, uh, you know, just thinking about it, I, I probably receive three appointments on an average week. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. There are times where I get have more than that, but you know, that's not county retained cases. So if you're using your average, that's 30 minutes, give or take every week. That's just basically data entry for lack of a better term. Yeah. yeah and that's assuming you're on task and you're, you're moving yeah. straight. From, right. you know, and that's very rarely the case, right? You'll get a phone call in the middle and have to come back to it. Uh, and that's also assuming that you're seeing the email immediately. So I think that the bigger problem here isn't just that it takes us that extra time. It's that uh, for criminal defense attorneys specifically, we've got clients that are in jail. And so if, if we don't see the email for, you know, half a day and then put the system, you know, put the information into our system, they're not getting legal help until much later. And so if we can do something that will automate this, you know, that system so that we can get to them directly, uh, they're sitting in jail less time. And that's a really big deal. Um, in, in doing this, uh, after giving, starting to give these presentations and, and working with the Future Indigent Defense Leaders uh, Program and, and reaching out, we, we uh, and uh, Paul over in the far west Texas uh, PD's office said I could use him as the example, but um, in that system, uh, in far west Texas, specifically Brewster County, uh, the appointed, um, <clears throat> the way that getting an appointed attorney would work with would be that they would, uh, you know, somebody would be arrested and they, the person would say, hey, I want an attorney. They'd hand write or, you know, fill in a form, a uh, handwritten form, uh, you know, showing that they are in fact indigent. Uh, that form would then be emailed over to a coordinator who would take a look at the form, uh, go through to see if they would uh, be likely approved and then send that to a judge for approval and, and an order appointing an attorney. And then that handwritten form would be emailed out to the PD's office, along with the OCA, the DA's office. And, and uh, then those offices would have to take that handwritten form and enter the data themselves. Um, and so after kind of going through the initial, this was before I gave the presentation to uh, Fiddle, future indigent defense lawyers. Um, he's, you know, I kind of gave him the, 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 uh, the template of what I was going to be speaking on. And he was like, oh my gosh, we, we could really use this. Uh, this is something that we're trying to work towards. He uh, actually went out and talked the judge into letting him implement some of these ideas. And what they ended up doing was he, he talked the judge into allowing them to have a uh, tablet at the jail so that the, the client, so that the defendants out there could uh, rather than type, you know, handwriting the forms, filling in the forms, they fill in the web form. That data being digitized was then you know, immediately sent over to the uh, administrator 
the, or the court coordinator who, for approval and sent to the judge for approval. And then that data would instantaneously go to the PD's office, starting a workflow that would send out, you know, notices of appearance, 3914 requests, requests for PC affidavits, uh, and all that would happen uh, very quickly. So they went from a system that on average took about seven days from the time somebody would be committed to the time that they had an attorney appointed, not when the attorney would reach out to them, but when they, the attorney got appointed, it would take seven days. So um, after um, beginning the implementation here, they shaved that down to one to two days. So that is a significant um, savings of time for every single defendant who is being appointed, has, having an attorney appointed. And that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, not so, just time, but cost also. I mean, just manpower mm -hmm. cost, uh, supply cost. You yeah. know, just think about exactly. inks, ink, ink pens, and paper, and all, exactly. you know, all that yeah. just adds up. So they 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 estimated the, the time savings. Um, this isn't this isn't cost savings, just time savings. But um, for the PD's office alone, the administrative assistant is going to save them about two hundred hours a year. For the investigators sending out, you know, having to send out. Uh, information or requests for PC affidavits is going to save them about 300 hours. Mental health social workers, 500 hours. The misdemeanor attorneys who are drafting the forms and putting the information into their systems, 500 hours. So a total of about 1,500 hours per year for that PD's office. That's incredible. That, that is a lot of time. The other thing that I've noticed on appointments I've received, especially in the counties where the information is handwritten, I can't sometimes tell the difference between a one, a seven, or maybe even a two. Right. Right. And so. Uh, and that makes a really big difference if it's like, say, somebody's phone number. That, you know, yeah. If it's a phone number or an email address. Address. Yeah. You know, um, an address, maybe one digit, the mail carrier might be able to decipher and know because they know the name or something. But if you talk about an email or a phone number, you might, it, you have a wrong digit in any of it no one gets anything. Yeah. And that, that makes a really big deal. If, if you aren't able to contact your client immediately, uh, there could be perishable evidence that is lost. Uh, you know, videos that get recorded over or, you know, uh, it could be the difference between, um, you know, freedom and, and uh, incarceration. Yeah. 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 So, so just, uh, you know, my wife does HR and, uh, you mentioned the tablet to me when you and I spoke on the phone oh, a week or so ago. And I thought about my wife's company where they uh, have truckers all over the nation at different times. Mm -hmm. And they'll have a tablet in the yard for a new hire. And they come in and type their stuff on the tablet in Ohio or Minnesota or, where, or, or South Texas. Th th those were some recent jobs they were working on. And within 10 minutes, she has it at her desk in her office. Right. Right. And you go, how incredible is that? Why wouldn't we do the same thing for someone in, in custody? And, and, yeah. and I understand, you know, some bailiffs being nervous, uh, you know, that you're handing a potential weapon to an inmate, but if you hand them a pen or a pencil, you're handing them a potential weapon. Yeah. I yeah. mean, at some level, it, it just still is so much better. Yeah. And, and one of the benefits of, of one of the few benefits, but of, you know, what's, what's happened over the past couple of years with COVID is the jails, the courts, they're all a lot more amenable now to new technology. Uh, Cause we've all been kind of thrust into the zoom era. 
Uh, and so everybody's kind of learned to adapt. And so it, it's, it's much less of an ask as it would have been two years ago. But I, I think what your, your example kind of brings up a, a larger point. Um, why is it the case that a you know, you, wife in HR um, for her company, why, why are they innovating in this space? And why, is, you know, why are lawyers not? Why specifically criminal defense? Um, when you look at the areas that automation has helped, the two professions that are lagging the most are lawyers and doctors. So the two that have the most at stake, right? You know, people's lives in their hands. And I think that it, it raises a lot of questions as to what kind of uh, barriers to entry are there for attorneys uh, and to a lesser extent doctors, you know, I can't really speak to them, but uh, why, why are we, why are we so far? Why do we have attorneys still using typewriters? Why do we have attorneys on, on WordPerfect? You know, uh, when there's all of this technology out there. And I think the, the answers, at least what I've come up with are kind of interesting. Um, you know, the, us as attorneys dealing with people's lives, um, that is a very high burden. And so the, you know, regulations are very strict um, to, make sure that attorneys are doing a good job. Now, those same regulations kind of prevent certain types of innovation. Um, in, in order for you to um, be a stakeholder in a law firm, as you know, you have to be an attorney. Um, you, you can't have outside investors um, coming in and, and profiting from equity on a law firm. So that kind of, uh, it discourages some innovation. You know, that's uh, why Microsoft, and you know, why they haven't, jumped into the legal realm because they're not attorneys. And, and if they were to create something without the domain specific knowledge that attorneys have and in our field uh, that ended up harming people, then that would be uh, really problematic for them um, from a legal you know, perspective. Right. And so that kind of prevents it. The other problems are there are attorneys out there that are using, uh, using automation and using you know, business process management um, but when they figure it out, they don't look at it like, Hey, we need to share this. They look at it like, Hey, this is a competitive advantage. Right. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I'm going to keep this pr proprietary information and, and utilize it right for my own, for this firm's benefit. Um, yeah. and you know, I, that kind of sucks. You know, because that, <laughs> that there are people out there, there's so many people that are in jail right now who could be helped. And so um, that's why with with Fiddle, we are really trying to push this, uh, particularly for indigent defenders, because, um, you know, we have to do this. We there. So, it, so yeah. Rocky, it sounds like, you know, when I think automation, I've, I've tried during the COVID era when I wasn't really doing much of anything. Um, I tried to revamp my, my intake processes to be more automated, you know, like, like my online presence, uh, people can put in their, their information online and I get that automatically. And then, right. you know, it just kind of snowballs from there. My, my office knows exactly what to do when we get an inquiry in and, um, my, so my marketing aspect I feel is pretty automated. You're talking more internal, like after, you know, right. even if it's an indigent client, just uh, to, to help the case move along as swiftly, as quickly as possible. So yeah. how, let's talk more about like nuts and bolts on, you know, some things that our attorneys, our listeners can, uh, can do to, uh, 
to, to revamp their, their business processes to, uh, you know, to, to serve their clients better. Yeah. And I think that that's a great point that, um, you know, I, I feel like where there are innovations, it's typically in the CRM, uh, you know, yeah. area, not specifically, like, you know, I, I discovered this because there was such a lack of information. You know, when I became an attorney much later in life, I, I was like, okay, well, well, how do attorneys actually do their day-to-day work? Like what's their, their business process management? What, what, what is, what does the workflow look like? And I could find very, very little information about it. And I was really kind of shocked. Um, but so that's why I've kind of approached the presentations that I give as we're not going to talk about, you know, nice to talk about the benefits of automation, but what can we as defense attorneys actually use this for? Um, other than, okay, intake or, or uh, CRM, you know, getting you getting hired and communicating with clients, like what specific things can we save time with? And um, there's a lot of things that we could be doing. And so uh, I'm glad you asked that question because um, imagine, you know, I don't, I don't know how your jurisdiction works, but in Lubbock, we get an email saying that there's new discovery available. Um, imagine automation. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine automation that then, you know, clicks that link for you, downloads the discovery, creates a client file for that client, downloads the discovery into that client file. Then it runs. So police videos, runs those videos through a OCR optical character recognition program that, um, or I'm sorry, the text to text to uh, transcription program so that it will create a transcript of the video and save it there right next to the video so that when you're ready to review it, you can look at the transcript and say, okay, well, I'm going to skip over this 45 minutes of silence on the video to the part where the client says, oh, hey, here's where the body's at. Right. Um, and that can save a significant amount of time, just, just that. Um, I have, uh, so on OCRs, um, optical, optical, I can never say that word, optical. I have, to, I have to slow down for that one. Optical character recognition. So that's, um, that's how you extract data from, from a, a document. You can have them read call, you can have an OCR program that uh, reads call sheets, pulls out all the officer information, badge numbers, automatically sends out emails with T-call requests. Um, little tiny things that, you know, those, those going through there, point out that badge number, uh, putting that badge number in your system, sending that email, that takes a lot of time, but getting that T-call request, uh, getting that T-call information uh, could make or break the case. And so some people might skip over it, but if you have it automatically done, then you don't have to think about it. You already have it. Um, you know, receiving a court date, uh, up, automatically updates your calendar, uh, automatically texts your client saying, hey, we have a new court date, uh, sends them hearing specific information on that court date, like, hey, this is a plea hearing, you don't need to worry about being there, or hey, this is, uh, or a plea negotiation hearing, or hey, this is a plea hearing, and um, you need to, you know, go ahead and ask out off work because you need to be there in person. Um, I have, uh, so in, in Lubbock, uh, 17151, um, so 17151, you know, lets your clients get out on PR bond if charges haven't been filed after 30 days on a misdemeanor or 90 days for a felony. Uh, I have an automation that runs that uh, when I get a new case, the commitment date is recorded. And then uh, in Lubbock, there's a standing order. So that reduces that amount of time. So it's 15 days for a misdemeanor and 30 days for a mis- uh, felony. Uh, and Way so, to go, Lubbock. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 
been a good thing, but you know, you got to remember to request that PR bond. And so my automation sends an email if, if it's a misdemeanor after 13 days to the court saying, hey, I'd like to request a PR bond. Um, that way I never miss that, that deadline and that person doesn't have to sit in jail a day longer. Um, but are you, I mean, are you coding all of these? Are you using the like, like if this, then that? Or are you using a specific CRM that does all that for you? How- yeah. So that's, that's the thing that I think people, when they look at automation, they're, they get a little worried, like, okay, well, I don't know anything about coding, right? right. Yeah. Um, that sounds very technical. That sounds very difficult to do. And that's the, that's the thing that is most exciting about this. Uh, technology has gotten to the point, you know, and I think COVID really helped this, but it was already moving this direction. If this, then that, and Zapier, these all existed before COVID and they've just become more, they've become that much more strong now that people are recognized. We have a need for automating certain things. So we're at a place right now where no code um, automation is very accessible. Um, so you're looking for integrated platforms uh, as, a, as a service, so IPAAS. Um, and that's, yeah, that's your things like Zapier, um, Microsoft Power Automate, I use a lot. Uh, if this, then that, like you mentioned, there, there is a, I mean, throw a rock and you're going to hit um, an integrated platform service that's out there uh, trying to get your business. Um, it, so what you end up, what an automation basically looks like is you get onto one of these services and say, hey, um, when something happens, I want something else to happen. So when something triggers the automation, I want something to occur. So when I receive an email appointing me on a case uh, and I receive it from, you know, Melissa's the one for the Lubbock Private Defender's Office that sends out the information. When Melissa sends me an email with the title, new, you know, assignment, um, then my automation will kick in and it will run the data extraction on the PDF that she attaches and put this, the information in my system. And then if the person is on bond, it will um, email the bond company a web form that asks for contact information. And then when they respond to that web form, um, it will uh, put that information into my system, their contact information and send them a text saying, hey, I'm your attorney. And all of this can happen within minutes after me getting that case. Um, so it, it's, it's using these systems to then look at our you know, how, what our workflow is and uh, applying those, those very accessible systems uh, to making our lives easier. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm, I consider myself a mid-level tech person, mm-hmm. right? Really? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, like I set up my own computer networks, I, Andy needed me to basically set up how to do an, I, uh, uh, a, a, a podcast, I still can't find the show notes, but he doesn't know how to do this. Um, uh, you swore not to tell anybody. I know. I'm, I, I still can't find the damn show notes. <laughs> um, but I'm listening to it. And during COVID, one of the things I did was went in and set up where my client would get like 13 emails over the course of uh, six months. Basically, they were they're self-help emails. But I've stopped using it because I've got to go in and put their name in into the email automated system, right? Yeah. But I'm listening to what you're telling me and I'm going, I've locked up completely going, I don't know how to do that. And I know 
that if I hand Connie my new appointment, she's Shit, going yeah. to do a 39, 40, all that, you know, that initial right. stuff. So help me unlock. Yeah. Right. So the, that's, that's kind of the barrier. That, that's the next barrier to entry. Right. So it's easy enough to say these things are possible, but then actually kind of getting your head around how to make them all work. So everything I, I I've, to this day, I've, I have not found something that can't be automated. Um, you know, if you have an idea, it's possible to do it, but the ways to do it may not be as obvious. So in your situation, you need to be pulling information. You know, once you get a new email, you need to be pulling that client information out so that it populates the email before you send the email. Um, but you need to know to be able to do that and how to make the automation recognize that you need to look up that client's information, right? So uh, what we're doing with Fiddle is uh, we're kind of creating a curriculum to teach people the basics, you know, um, how to think about doing an automation, you know, the, the little tiny steps that make the automation really fly um, and, and really operate with not just uh, in certain circumstances, but with dynamic data, like different client names or Let's say there's multiple cases. How do you tell it to send out multiple notices of appearance, right? Um, and, and so that's that's one of the things. And what, what we're really hoping to do is after getting people involved in this and really interested, then helping them or having them help us to put a... So you guys use a TCDLA website. Uh, you know, whenever you have a motion that you may yeah. not... Yeah, haven't done before. You might try to see if you can find one of those motions. First, first place, I look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to have the same thing for automations. Um, what are all the ways that we can tackle a uh, sending out those emails? Uh, how do we get it? How do we get our system, our automation, to know uh, which email address to send it to? Um, and so those very basic things. Uh, there needs to be there need to be guides out there uh, that people can can look up just like they would look up, you know, if you've never done a certain form or a certain uh, motion, um, you just pull, pull a template from TCLA website. Well, in this case, pull a, an automation template from that website. And, and um, you know, cause, the, cause everybody uses different systems that, you know, you and the, the three of us in here may, you know, some of us may use uh, Google sheets. Some of us may use Excel. Some of us may use, you know, uh, Airtable. Um, but, the automation, the way the automation works is the same. You know, we're still pulling the same kind of data from same, you know, different places depending on jurisdiction, but it, it works the same way. And so as long as you understand the basic, you know, idea, then it becomes very repeatable. Uh, once you've done it once or twice, you, you're like, oh, well, I already know the solution. I, I know how it works. Um, you know, I know how to, to and, and you become really, um, Kind of, it's like learning. It's like learning a language, but it's not even that difficult. And that's that's the thing that people need to realize is that it's getting easier and easier every day. The, the systems that are out there are so accessible, so easy to learn, and there's so many. You know, uh, just look up like, well, how do I get it to sit? How do I get my? You just literally type in the words. You know, yeah. My Google searches are so basic. You know, I, I'm not using technical language. How do I get my? Uh, my power automate to send to a certain email from a spreadsheet or from my case management, you know, 
yeah. uh, software. And it says, oh, well, this is, you need to put this little addition to it. And that's how it will know which email address to send it to. Um, so yeah, but anyways, that, that's what we're hoping to do to get people talking about this and using it and finding solutions and sharing those solutions with each other because uh, the benefits to our clients will be, uh, I mean, game changing. Yeah. You know, I started to look into this cause you know, it's kind of partly like Tim Ferriss's four hour work week. You know, he talks a lot about like, you know, t- using technology to hack some of the, the things that give us headaches and, mm-hmm. um, and all that kind of stuff. But, um, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of business development books out there, spe- specifically for attorneys, like the e-myth for attorneys and stuff like mm-hmm. that, that, that talk about, you know, working not just in your business, but work on your business. You know, yeah. there's so many great attorneys in Texas, uh, who do very well in the courtroom and then don't really know how to run a business right. at all. And so yeah, I, and- I, you were talking like workflows. I, I would be surprised if, if there's, I mean, I have workflows in my business because I have staff that works for me, mm-hmm. but I, I would be surprised if, you know, 20% of the attorneys I know have actual developed business plans and workflows. Yeah. And, and I think that the information that's out there, um, that is, that you can find specifically for criminal defense is going to be more, um, pointed towards, you know, getting clients and being hired. Um, tend to find that the information that is available uh, on automation tends to be more valuable to programmers and um, content creators, and which which is kind of interesting because it turns out the people who actually know how to use this 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 type of software are programmers, and people who write about it are content creators, right? And so it would make sense that the information that's out there is kind of more focused towards them. What we're hoping to do is get more criminal defense attorneys talking about this. What specific automations can we create as defense attorneys and share that information with each other um, so that we can have more robust uh, solutions uh, available you know, to, to those attorneys that are great in the courtroom, but you know, don't know, you know, don't have the time to try to figure this stuff out. All right. So you're a defense attorney who has developed workflows. You've identified the bottlenecks in your workflows. Mm-hmm. You've done automation as much as possible. What, what to you personally in your own business and representing your clients, it has been the most beneficial as far as the automation. I think, um, contact with clients. So, um, reaching, I don't like to use email at all because nobody really looks at email anymore, right. um, specifically clients. So, uh, using automations through RingCentral um, to text my clients and having links to schedule appointments so that we can go over discovery. Just basic, you know, hey, there's a new offer. We need to talk. Um, schedule, you know, using calendar uh, schedulers to schedule an appointment with me to talk on the phone. It's, you know, what time works for them, time works for me. And then if they don't respond, having, you know, drip campaigns that follow up with them, like, hey, I haven't heard back from you. Because uh, sometimes, you have cases that can be um, concluded or something needs to be done, but just because you can't get the client on the phone and you having to keep reminding yourself, oh, I need to call them back. I haven't talked to them yet. When you can just have an automated system that, that saves a enormous amount of time, it benefits the, the client because you know, they actually get the information um, and, and it just makes the practice a lot smoother. Um, 
document automation obviously uh, is a huge thing. Um, I, you know, my pre-trial documents, I don't have to sit there and put, you know, the client name at the top of every document uh, and, you know, insert the date and, you know, all those things that a lot of attorneys do with their document templates. Yeah. Uh, you know, I click a button and it's all there. Um, okay. So, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to ask a very practical question, right? So I'm thinking you're sending out automated texts. So you've probably purchased a texting software. Right. Ring central. My, okay. my phone is, I, I use ring central for my phone. Okay. Um, and within that you can, you know, text off your computer. Okay. All right. All right. So what, you've saved a lot of time. I'm now, I'm now, I'm now trying to think if I'm trying to convince uh, someone who's even more locked up than I am, that this is a good idea and I can save them. Well, you know, let's go with five hours a week and just menial labor. Mm -hmm. How much are you paying to get to do all this? Give me a cost benefit analysis, I guess. Yeah. So the, uh, the great thing about this is we're all, we're all already using a lot of different business, uh, web apps, uh, for, of course, um, all this, all that I'm talking about here is the software that integrates them all. So, you know, I I don't have to buy word again. I just, of course, automate word. Um, and so really all I'm using in addition to what I already have is like, I have a Zapier account. Uh, which is like $20 a month. Um, I'm, you know, I already had 365. Uh, so I use, you know, Power Automate through that. I'm trying to think if there's anything on top of. Yeah. So some of these like, you know, dinosaur attorneys, uh, pardon why, the why, term. Why are you looking at me? Just because you're right. You're <laughs> I'm the, the oldest room. guy in the room. Yeah. Well, that, right. no, but you know, they're, that are using, you know, landlines for their office phones and stuff. They, there may be some adjustment there, but you know, landlines are notoriously expensive and VoIP phones with, with the digitized access and the reports that you can have that you can pull online at the, you know, whenever you want them. Um, you know, I think the, I think, and, and I don't think there's an extra cost for those services. Um, you know, Ring Central is a good one. Nextiva, all those offer like texting from from your business line, right? So you're not giving your clients your personal phone number or anything like and, that. Yeah, exactly. And you and also you, you have to consider the amount of time that's being saved. That you know, right. so paying an extra twenty dollars for you know a month for something that saves you, you know, fifteen hundred hours of work. Uh, a year. If right. And how much office. do assistance cost? You know, like if you're paying your assistant 20 bucks an hour, as opposed to just paying this program 20 bucks a month, I mean, that could yeah, be- one of, one of the, uh, my favorite automations that I've ever made, um, that I, I literally teared up when it started to, when it worked, it was a little bit more complicated, but putting in my time entries. So the Lubbock private defenders office, we have to, you know, give them our time entries to get paid on our cases. We get paid right. hourly. Um, and, and so we used to have to, because the system that they used to input that didn't have a, um, CSV where you could just upload, you know, a, um, a spreadsheet. So we used to have to just like basically copy and paste each line into that system. And so I created an automation that, um, you know, mimicked my desktop because you can record your desktop, uh, through desk, uh, power automate desktop, which is a Microsoft thing that you can record your, your 
key clicks on a website and automated the entry of my time that used for per case used to take me like 30 to 45 minutes to put that in. I, I know a lot of attorneys that have their assistance. And so you've got four cases you need to put in They're paying, you know, that, that assistant two to three hours to do that. Um, it, when that automation worked, I mean, I, and I could just with a click of a button put in my time entries that it was like, okay, I have yeah, to tell the whole world about this. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Yep. Little things, little things can, can make a huge difference. So it's, it, I, again, I'm a little locked up. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just admitting think... my, my own, my own um, uh, weakness there, but I also can see it. And so it's one of those things where, um, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be intrigued. I'm going to, I'm going to have yeah. to look into it and probably have Mr. Harith here, you know, walk, walk the dinosaur through the, uh, well, through the gate be, a little bit. It'll be a learning experience for both of us. Cause there's still some things that frustrate me that I'm, that I just haven't been able to to figure out how to automate. And to be clear, you know, Rocky, I, I, when I start thinking about it, I'm like, ah, this is frustrating me. I need to go to court. I'm yeah, exactly. just put up with it, you know? And because- I think that the thing that's, it's hard to convey, um, you know, through, I guess this, this form is how easy it is. So when I give this presentation, I actually show uh, the steps I take to automate the intake process. Um, and when you see how easy it is, when you see like, oh, you just, it's pretty self-explanatory. Oh, you just put the, the title of the, the subject matter of the email here and, you know, have Outlook do this. And it's like four major steps where you just have to put in like four bits of data per step. Um, you're like, oh, that's really easy to set up. It, it, that's how easy it is. Then I need to be doing that for everything else. And so it's difficult to for me to say like, oh, you, you're going to do this, but for you to actually see how easy it is, that's, that's where you get sold. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, you know, I think it really, you know, goes back to just starting with awareness, like uh, defenders out there, you need to be thinking about, you know, what drives you, what, what's, what are you spending most of your time on? That's not, you know, client contact or like in-person contact with your clients. Like what is the administrative stuff? that is driving you insane, um, that, that, uh, you know, you're not outsourcing or maybe that's taking your, your administrative assistant or your paralegal, a lot of time to complete that the likely in all likelihood be fairly easy to automate, uh, for you, for them. And, and it saves you money, saves you time, saves you a headache. Yeah. Just start with awareness, write those things down and then try to find, uh, you know, just Googling like Rocky said, uh, for a solution. Yeah, I think the, the best way to go about it, like you said, is to start with processing your workflow, like sit down and, and actually map out, like, how do I work a case from, from, you know, beginning to end? What's yeah. every little step I take, you know, including like send this email and, and uh, you know, open this document and, you know, you'll start, you'll see the bottlenecks very quickly. Oh, yeah. It's on paper. And, and, and then and, once you see that, you're like, oh, this is an area that I could save a lot of time. And, and then just, you know, do one at a time. I, I, there's I've great been, resources online for workflows as well. Absolutely. And, you know, so, um, so, and, so don't, don't let but that But not so much for criminal defense. And that's right, another true, thing true. we want to talk a lot about is, is get people to start sharing their workflows so that, you know, right. what's the best practices for um, working cases so that we can share that and, and save that time too, because, you know, 
I like it. All learn from each other and we need to be sharing that information. Yeah, it's, it, it is going to take a lot more conversations, though, for like some of the, you know, technology does scare a lot of people. So you just start off workflows, identify bottlenecks, be more aware about what's taking taking up your time. And then there's a solution out there, you know, and I imagine, mm-hmm. imagine, you know, Rocky's given CLEs, he's given presentations, I bet uh, he's going to be open to, to some direct questions, one on one questions. Yeah, uh, by oh, yeah. Email and, or whatever. we've got this uh, program that we're putting together through um, fiddle um i've got a link i don't know if you put that in the website or something you know to uh if people want to jump in on this uh kind of test program that we're doing so that we can you know meet once a month maybe and and kind of go through some automations and basics and definitely put us put us in that list yeah absolutely (laughs) um i'll send that to you guys all right so so rocky we may have talked about automation uh, but we've run a little long, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna we go talk ahead. about automation more than we talk about like you know some of our more serious exactly. criminal offenses. <laughs> well, because this is something that we can get we can really do get better at, and so Absolutely. I do I do greatly appreciate the information. Uh, I sent you you know an outline of the show and some fun questions, and when you put you know I'm gonna stay up all night coming up with my favorite band or musical artist. Well, now that yeah. I know that you worked in the music industry, I'm like okay, I can see that. So, did you stay up all night and come up with an answer for your favorite band or musical artist? You know, I, I can't, I mean, I, I, I say, uh, Radiohead's kid a, uh, I, so I, I don't think artists, I think, you know, albums, uh, or you know, kid a was an album that definitely changed my life. When we first heard it, it, I thought it sounded like garbage. I was like, what the hell is this? It's nothing like, okay, computer. Uh, and then the more I listened to it, the more I started to, to really hear it and kind of started opening up to me. And I couldn't listen to anything else for an entire year. I, I, it was like music no longer had any meaning. It was like, this was the only album that mattered. You know, wow. it was so different. Uh, it, it took me a long time to come out of that. Um, it, it, they kind of killed rock and roll for me because it was just that advanced. Uh, All right. and, and kind of open. So I'd, I'd go with that one. That, that, that's the one I'm going to go with. It's, it's, you know, a lot of people will look at that album like it's it's pretty seminal and it's kind of a, a rote answer, but it's definitely for me personally. That's that's the there's a reason it's a seminal album, right? Yeah, because yeah, it absolutely. because it changes the flow for for a person or a yeah. genre, right? So, favorite book or one you've recently read you'd recommend to the audience? You know, it's funny. I, I thought so much about that other one. I didn't even think about this one. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've been reading. Uh, I, I'm a I'm a big nerd. You know, if you can't tell from the subject of this podcast uh, or this uh, episode but um the i've been reading a lot of, i read a lot of fancy you know i don't i don't like to read depressing stuff it's like i deal with that so i, I like to be taken away I, i'm reading yeah. a lot of joe abercrombie lately he just oh yeah i love his... yeah I, I love so i love i love abercrombie yeah yeah he, he's uh I, I like his his recent uh series yeah that he that just came out it, he's, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I absolutely love him. If if you like, uh, Lord or was GR Yeah, uh, yeah, Game of Thrones. Um, it's grim dark. The genre of grim dark. So it's like the good guys don't don't win. You know, it's more right. realistic. Yeah, I'm, we're gonna have to talk off uh, off air about some <laughs> of the some of the books, man. That yeah, it's crazy stuff. Okay, what about like the best piece of advice you've ever been given? You know, whenever. I always, I always have a stupid answer to that when people have asked me that in the past. Uh, 
And it's not really like the best piece of advice I've been given, but like the best piece of knowledge I have that I think is most useful uh, is how to stop hiccups. Okay. Because everybody has like their like, here's, you know, eat sugar or stand upside down or, you know, scare yourself or something like that. But like, all you have to do is like make yourself yawn uh, to, to reset your diaphragm in your lungs. Right. And so like, I always take a deep breath, like so deep that it's like yawning, you know, where you like get that really full, like into your lungs. I don't know why, but this is like, that like changed my life when I figured out how to get rid of pickups. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. All I right. It, you, you, you just became way much more human. I was like, dude, this guy's <laughs> talking over my head, oh my God. you know, and, and now it's like, this is my best piece of advice. I've re- I learned how to stop hiccups. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so know that, 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 you know, like, that's part of the reason why we put these, these questions at the end is because we find out that, that the, that the person, the attorney, the knowledgeable one, the guru is actually human. Right. And so, so you, right, yeah. you, you became you, human to me. If you it, knew it, me, you wouldn't have that uh, misconception about me. I'm, uh, <laughs> you I'm know, not usually we get like, be kind, work hard. And I love Rocky's answer. Like, well, I know how to cure hiccups. You know, like, I, I don't yeah, know. Maybe so coffee's, Put your office on airport freeway. That yeah, might yeah. be the, that that's might be the best. Um, <laughs> it's just very practical, which is, which is right in line with our, with our episode. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, again, this is, this has been another episode of Andrew and Andrew on Texas criminal defense. We, we really do. Thank you, Rocky. And, and man, I, I can't speak for Mr. Harris, but I'd love to be a part of that team to brainstorm and think and get better. Right. Um, uh, how can someone reach you if they, if they need to, if they just want to reach out to you and, and learn more? Well, uh, you know, I mean, you can just email me if you, uh, Rocky at Rocky Ramirez law.com. Um, I think, you know, even if you look at my, my email or my uh, website, you'll see that, um, you know, I don't have time to sit that, you know, I have a website that's very functional, but not, doesn't do much. you know, it's not fancy. It's not, I haven't spent time on that. I don't have time. So anyways, yeah. yeah, so Rocky at RockyRamirezLaw.com. And then I'm going to give you guys that link uh, to a web form. You just fill out the web form and you'll, of course, we've automated it so that it'll text you and, and send you an email and then get you on board with this group that we're putting together to start brainstorming this and start trying to tackle this and then eventually uh, try to start teaching people. And, and I will say Rocky actually is automated. When I reached out to him, I got an email back saying, would you like to set a time? And it gave me like two times that I could set a phone call. I said, <laughs> yes. And then I got an email confirming the phone call. And then boom, we had a phone call. It was, <laughs> and it was very fast. I was like, dude. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, again, this has been another episode of Andrew and Andrew on Texas criminal defense. Indeed. And you can find us on the web at texascrimdefense.com. You can find us on Facebook at Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. And we've picked up a few few Twitter uh, followers. Um, uh, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, and if, give me just a second, and I, Yeah, it's, and you can also find the podcast. Obviously, you're listening to it, but we're on wherever you can find podcasts. Please, ladies and gentlemen, give us a review on the podcast app that you're listening to us. Mr. Decker? Yeah, we are up to 11 followers on Hot Twitter. Dang. At... A and A T X Crim Def D E F. That really matters a lot to uh, Mr. Decker. So please follow us on Twitter. I don't. 
Uh, I don't think, but maybe I do. I don't, I don't remember. Anyways, um, yeah, leave us a review and send us your emails and questions, comments. If you have any episode uh, ideas, yeah, we'd ideas, love that we'd too. Love that. In the Thanks meantime, guys. have a great one. <laughs>